Hello world, welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast. This is episode 14, and today we got something pretty special. We have a guest, another guest. Another guest. Before it was your wife, this one is not your wife. No, it's my brother. My brother (laughs) from another mother. All right, so we got Pastor Ryan, and you invited him. What are we doing today? So uh, when I started coming here uh, to the church and uh, and started serving, uh, Pastor Ryan was one of the people that I first started serving with, and he wasn't Pastor Ryan at that time. It was just Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and he was with youth group, and uh, he had started, he had just started taking over, and uh, Pastor Pat was like, hey, why don't you go help Ryan out with the high schoolers? And I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like... High schoolers? Like, I have a, a middle school daughter that doesn't even listen to me, and I'm going to go with the high schoolers. And uh, so I went with Pastor Ryan, and we, we it was pretty cool. Like, I had never met him before. I don't think I had ever met him. No, man. And hadn't met before and, and was um, helping him out in there. And then that week was that weekend, and it was weird. It was awkward. Kind of like when you went, you know what I mean? You know that. When, like, you're the it's first always time. awkward when I'm there. Like, <laughs> I'm like the third wheel right now. Like, <laughs> so... Uh, so I remember going in the group and I was like, oh, this is weird. And then they were going paintballing. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, dude, I'll shoot some kids. Absolutely. Dude. That's right up my alley. No problem. I'm, that's why I'm so glad we started with Airsoft at camp. I was like, yeah, let's go shoot some kids. And so uh, so I remember we went. It was funny. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I know where you're going. You know where it's going. So we, we go over like paintballing with these kids. And, and then Ryan was having some technical difficulties with his body. And he, he's like complaining about his life. And like I said, dude. I barely met him yeah. like for the first yeah, time dude. and he was like man my knee I was like hey bro do you want me to call you the wambulance he's like are you serious dude <laughs> like one of the first things you ever said to me dude for sure but, but you know what honestly dude that's like what our relationship has been built on dude for real dude it's great I never forget that dude yeah, so. I was like who in the world is this guy <laughs> Bobby's full of those jokes so, uh, we're not gonna go there this yeah, week we, we shouldn't have uh, we should have kept rolling when we first started and you guys would have heard that but yeah so okay so we cut it out we'll throw it back in we'll throw it at the end keep listening all the way to the end we'll throw and, the bloopers. and the bloopers will be there oh, I'm gonna throw it in now oh, it's funny. so you know and, and just uh, watching the growth that the Lord has done in, in this guy and um, serving with him and mm. we served through a lot of stuff and and um, our our families have gone really 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 tight oh. and um, and then Ryan was here uh, ended up becoming a pastor and then after a while I came on staff and um, and then when I got here he had the opportunity to go pastor a church and take over the church in Bisbee so he went over to Bisbee and then I took over his role as uh, the youth pastor here and just watching him grow you know and there's I know we're going to get into a bunch of stories of you know just adversities and and how God has stretched him and now watching him just like you know leading a flock is it's just awesome just as awesome to see uh, what God has done in his life and you know just you know, we're excited to hear your testimony, bro. Oh, man. Thanks, bro. bro. Yeah, dude. Do we just have like a moment or something? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. There's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys can see this, but there's like tears. <laughs> down, like in your eyes. In are, your eyes. <laughs> their eyes are watering. Like, like, no. Man. But seriously, guys, it is an honor to be a part of this podcast, bro. You guys are doing, I, I am sure I speak for the whole community. You guys are doing awesome things. Uh, keep up the good work. And Thanks, uh, I'm just uh, thrilled to be able to be a part of this and hopefully uh, be a blessing to you guys and also to the to the uh, the community. So, cool, dude. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to it. Like, I'm, 
me, I want to hear your testimony, bro. Like that's, <laughs> I, I think that's one of the most uh, powerful things. I know like a lot of people think it's kind of taboo because sometimes when we get into it, we start to glorify sin, mm-hmm. but um, I, I'm excited to hear. I mean, we've seen each other around, but this mm-hmm. is like our first official yeah. time meeting. So yeah, like, sure. I'm excited. Like, yeah. let's get into it. Mm. Yeah. So go to the beginning, dude. All right. Well, uh, so I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. I grew up going to church. I grew up in youth group, going to youth group, but uh, it was never nothing real. I'm sure uh, you guys know have the same story. Uh, it was never. It's just something we did. It wasn't real in my family. It's my my family now is is on a different path. Uh, my mom is a lot more serious in her walk now. But back in the day, it wasn't nothing legit. So we would go there and hang out, and uh, yeah, I even went to a Christian school for uh, probably close to six years. So seventh through. All the way till I graduated, I went to a Christian school, and it was the same thing. I heard the stories, I, I read the Bible, but it never really meant anything to me. Uh, I was coming at it from a perspective that, you know, I don't really believe this stuff, and I believe this stuff is holding me back from what I want to do. And so the last time I stepped foot inside a church was the night, night of my graduation. So again, I went to a Christian school. So I graduated from high school, and then I didn't step foot into a church for close to about 16, 17 years after that. And then during that time, I went away to college for a while. And while I was away at college, I just started to experiment and hang out with some people I shouldn't hang out with and just started getting involved in some some weed. And uh, so got addicted to that, uh, moved back home, dropped out of college real quick, uh, came back here and uh, got a job in construction and roofing. And um, so you guys know the stereotypes of construction workers. So one thing led to another. I started doing uh, all kinds of different drugs. Um, I started doing ecstasy. Uh, I was doing uh, crack for a while. Uh, I got really bad on cocaine. Uh, but my drug of choice was crystal meth. And I was probably strung out on crystal meth for probably close to, I'd say, about eight years. Um, and it got pretty bad. Uh, during that time, um, probably about six years into being strung out on crystal meth, I met my wife, Michelle. Uh, we had two kids. Um, but it didn't. It wasn't going well. I'm sure you could imagine uh, being strung out on meth, trying to work at the same time, trying to make payments, trying to make a house payment, trying to live in a marriage. Uh, it was not easy. It was very difficult. Uh, Michelle became aware of what I was doing. I was pretty good at hiding it, for sure. I was pretty good at hiding it. I was able to keep my job through the whole entire time. Uh, I was able to hide it from my boss, and I was, I was able to hide it from my wife for a while. And then she finally did find out about it. Um, it was pretty obvious. We ended up foreclosing on our house. Uh, we couldn't make the payments anymore. Uh, I was going through money by the handfuls. And it was obvious I was doing something. So she knew about it. So she had left before. There were a couple times where she had left, but I was always able to lie to her. You know, hey, I promise I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm going to sober up. And uh, I, was, I meant it. I meant it. I really wanted to sober up, but I couldn't. I didn't have it in me at that time to sober up. And so I'd go for about a week or two, and then I'd get right back on it. And then, uh, so finally, after a couple of years of that, she got fed up with it and she finally decided to leave for good. She said, I'm done. She took the kids. She moved out. She filed for a divorce. And that just hit me. It like, it wrecked my world. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to lose my family. I didn't want to lose my wife. I didn't want to lose my kids. Uh, it crushed me. And um, I knew I needed to do something. And it was weird because I didn't have really any interest at all in God. But I remember I knew where I needed to go. 
it was weird. It was weird. Like I look back at it now, I look back at it now and I can see it from a whole different perspective. I know exactly what happened. It was the Holy Spirit the whole entire time leading me, protecting me from not being arrested and not getting killed during that, that life and, uh, and total tugging on my heart. You know where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted my marriage to get back with, to, to restore my marriage. Um, so I tried, I called the church I went to back in the day, which was Calvary Chapel Church here. And uh, I called to set up an appointment for a marriage counseling between me and Michelle. And uh, Michelle at that, that point was just totally done. She wanted nothing to do with it. So I, I had an appointment made, but I knew she wasn't going to go. Uh, but I remember that morning looking in the mirror, I just felt it. Again, the, I know looking back at it now as the Holy Spirit thinking, I still need to go. I don't know why, but I still got to go to this appointment. So I end up coming to this appointment and it's with, it's with Pastor Jack. And I go in there and I can't even explain. I mean, it just like, it was like a light bulb came on. Pastor Jack just started explaining things to me and it just made sense. And like, like, like the veil was, was opened up and like the scales was removed from my eyes. And I just saw what I was doing, what a mess I was making of my life. And like, I gave my life to Christ. And like, I just remember from that time, I actually left that appointment, went to my house, grabbed all my paraphernalia. I mean, we had a big old ditch in our backyard at that time. And I just threw all my stuff out there. And that was the last day I ever smoked crystal meth. I was like that. God just took away that addiction, broke that habit. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing thing for sure. Well, Michelle still didn't believe me. I can't blame her. She didn't believe me. So uh, I tried convincing her, it's real this time. It's real this time. She wanted, wanted nothing to do with the divorce. She's actually filed for divorce. We went through the whole thing where you go through it and you decide who's going to get the kids for how long. That Mediation. Yeah, 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 mediation. We went through that whole entire thing. And I was still trying to get her back the whole entire time. Uh, but she was done with it. She went and did her, her own thing for, for a while. We were separated probably close to eight months. And uh, I remember... Uh, the week that our divorce was supposed to be finalized, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, she just called me and said, hey, do you want to go to lunch? The week we were supposed to be. I have, I have a reminder on my phone to this day talking about the day. Wow. Uh, and it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so she called me out of nowhere and said, hey, do you want to go to lunch? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so we went to lunch and that just led to uh, a whole bunch of other things. And we ended up uh, getting back together and restoring our marriage. And uh, yeah, crazy story. But just a... Uh, uh, a total 100% grace of God by far. I mean, you look at it and just the things uh, that happened, uh, the whole thing with the addiction, breaking the addiction, the whole thing with the restoration of the marriage, and even some of the things from then on, just a total amazement of how amazing, how awesome, how powerful, how gracious, loving, and kind our God is to do those things. I know one of the things that you've always talked about with your child, and you haven't said it earlier today, where it's, you know, it's hard for you because, you know, like, you you know the power that God has done in your life, but you know that that's not the course that everybody's going to do, where he's going to take that desire away from them, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think that there's, you know, there's probably somebody listening that it's like, you know what, I've, I've prayed to God or I've asked God, you know, and why hasn't he done that for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, what can you give or what... You know, what advice can you give to somebody that's in that situation? It's yeah. like, it, it could be pornography. It mm-hmm. could be, you know what I mean? Addiction to gambling or, yeah. or the addiction of, of drugs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you tell somebody? Well, one question that I have for you is, what about that desire? Like, he, mm-hmm. he took, you know, you being addicted and, and doing it, but did you still have that desire in the back of your mind? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it would just be so much easier to just mm-hmm. smoke at this point right now. You know, looking back at it, I really didn't have a desire to get back into the drugs, for sure. 
Now, nicotine was something totally different. Mm-hmm. But uh, the drugs, the meth, now I look back at it, and mm-hmm. it was totally crushed, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was totally crushed. Even I, I, I had withdrawals. I had the whole entire, my body just was like shut down for a couple weeks trying, trying to get off of it. Uh, but still, I still didn't want to, to get back on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say to those people who struggle with that, and, and God doesn't remove it right away, uh, first off, you need to always remember that there's hope. Mm-hmm. There's hope, for real. And, and God is with you. And God, yes, wants to help you through this. I would say there's there's a physical side of things and there's a spiritual side of things. There's two, always two sides to it. And we need to make sure we're doing both. Uh, yes, there are some practical things that you could do uh, to help out. Um, you know, you need to set up some walls in your life to make sure, make it hard for you to, whatever your your, your struggle is, make it hard for you to uh, partake or, or be a part of those things. Kind of like the, where Jesus is like, hey, you know what, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Cut it off. You know what I mean? Cut it off. So find out what it is for you. Find out what it is that, that triggers you and cut it off. If it's, you know, walk around with a flip phone or, or if it's uh, take some contacts out of your phone and erase them, uh, whatever it is, find out whatever it is for you and cut it off. And it's so important that you do that because what does Jesus say after that? It's better for you to cut it off than what? Then to go into the... Yeah. yeah. To have your whole body thrown whole, into it. Yeah. yeah. Until, right. So, you better go to the kingdom with one hand than yeah. to go... Yeah. Yeah. So it is so important to do that. And that would be the physical side. And that's different for everybody. You know, uh, whether it's alcohol, whether it's meth, whether it's uh, pornography, uh, whether it's just an uh, improper relationship with somebody, uh, it's different for everybody. But there is the physical side of things that you can do. And then there's also the spiritual side of things to do. So once you put up that wall and once you cut that thing out of your life, you need to replace it. You can't just have that void there. You need to replace that void with something. And like, I always look at it now and I look at it like, whatever it is that you think that substance or that relationship or whatever it is, whatever you think that that is trying to, whatever you're trying to get out of that, you need to remember, you need to go to Jesus and get that from him. Because that's your ultimate sense of fulfillment, whether it's uh, acceptance or whether it's a, a physical feeling or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a spiritual side and you need to make sure you feel that. You have that void now. You cut that thing out. Now you need to fill that void with something. Mm -hmm. And with me, it was just with scripture. It was with praying. uh, It was with going in my walk. Mm -hmm. What do you think was the thing that you were trying to fill? Like when you were when you were gravitating or you know what? I still struggle with it. I I always had issues with peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I always had issues of wanting to be liked, wanting to be accepted, uh, and so kind of think that kind of led to me uh, wanting to do that, mm-hmm. wanting to live that lifestyle. And before I knew it, I never had any intentions. When I first started smoking uh, smoking weed, if you had told me, dude, uh, fifteen years from now you're going to be struggling with meth, I'm like, you're crazy. There's mm-hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. I had no intention at all from that going to turn into what it turned into. But it's like a snowball effect. It started off small down that hill. And by the time it got over here, it was like uncontrollable. Sure, sure. Uh, but I think it started off with just wanting to be liked and accepted and wanting mm-hmm. to, to feel like I was part of something, fit in the crew, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy that you say that. Uh, when I was uh, drinking and I had all, all the people that I was hanging out with when I was living up in, in Scottsdale and, you know, I came out of that life and it was living here, but I was, I mean, I still kept in contact with those people. And then I meet Deanna and, and we're talking and I got my DUI and all this other stuff. And dude, one day she told me and like, just, it was a kick to the junk, like straight up. She's like, she's like, those people that you call your friends, they're not laughing with you. They're actually laughing at you. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. She's like, they just wanted you for a good time because yeah. you were funny and you'd always do stupid things. And, yeah. but sure. where are they now? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What about that? What happened when after you left you're, you know, like you threw, I think, you know, and then you making those steps, right? Like, Hey, I trust God. I'm going to do this. And you got all your stuff and you got rid of it. It'd be mm-hmm. no different than an alcoholic mm-hmm. getting all those booze and dropping and, yeah. you know, dumping it down the sink. Mm-hmm. 
what what about the people that called you afterwards? Mm-hmm. You know, I I had a small circle. I had a small circle, and I did get rid of my phone and get a new phone, get a new number, and I didn't bring over my, my contacts. So I, I, I pretty much made a clean slate mm-hmm. uh, when, I, when I made the decision. So I didn't have too many people contacting me, but I did see some people. I, did, I still had a life. I still walked around town. I still was at Walmart. You know? mm-hmm. So I did run into some people at time, but I didn't have that desire. Mm-hmm. And again, those people, I don't think, really understood what was going on. I think some of them were upset that I wasn't hanging out no more. Mm-hmm. And I think some of them were kind of happy that I was actually, he, he's doing it. He's trying to get out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think it was kind of mixed, but I never had a desire uh, to get back into it when mm-hmm. I saw my friends. Again, I think that was something that God took away uh, when he took away the addiction originally. So you and Michelle, you guys end up uh, not going through the divorce. Nope. And then and then what ends up happening? Oh, man. So uh, we ended up getting back together. And so uh, during that time, let's see. Um, my boss for my roofing company was actually going to move out, move out of town. So he was going to, I was, I was going to be out of a job for a while. And right around that time is when I started going to church. I started getting serious about the Lord. Uh, I was attending church all the time. I actually got asked to help out in the youth group with a pastor before me, mm-hmm. Pastor Dwight. And, uh, so I, I was att- attending church and, and Pastor Pat asked me to go to the school of ministry. So I went to the school of ministry. I finished that. And then, uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, Pastor Pat just asked me, hey, would you be interested in uh, cleaning the church and taking over the youth group? I was like, what? <laughs> Clean the church? <laughs> so at that, at that time, the, the, my old boss had left, and so I had opened up my own roofing company. And so we like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to sound uh, anything. We weren't super successful, but I mean, we did okay. Like I had a couple of employees working for me, and we were definitely making ends meet. And Pastor Pat's like, why don't you come work for the church and clean the church? And then take over the youth group. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> you want me to, did you remember that season from my life? Dude? Uh, I was, know, dude. It was, it was hard. It was very hard. But it was, it was God totally, I needed to go through that in order to be able to uh, do what God called me to do, for sure. I had some issues in my life that needed to be uh, chiseled out with that. So I ended up accepting the job and totally walking by faith. Uh, what, what were some things that God was chiseling uh, out of your life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of things. A lot of things. Uh, pride and ego definitely was definitely one of them. Nothing will uh, humble you. Nothing will remind you uh, that you are not that big of a deal than having to go into a bathroom and clean up after somebody else yeah. over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they blow it up. Especially when they <laughs> blow it up. Yes. Yes. It's very, it was very hard, but I look back at it now and I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't want to go through it again. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Like if somebody asked me today, Hey, we have an opening at the church. You want to come clean? It's going to take a lot of God making, are you sure? <laughs> Cause I do not want to do that again, but it was very beneficial yeah. uh, for my life. But yeah, so back, I got way off target, way off. We were talking about Michelle. Uh, you know, we have had a very interesting marriage. And, you know, we've just had, uh, we've had some struggles. And like you guys had, have had struggles in your guys' marriage. We've had some, some, some similar struggles. But I tell you what, uh, again, the grace of God in our lives is something that I can't even, I can't even begin to describe it. To see where we're at today compared to her not even wanting to talk to me. That whole entire season was just a nightmare of just seeing how far 
apart we'd grown and the hate we had for each other mm-hmm. and not wanting to be together to where we are now today is just it's mind-boggling and it blows me away so our marriage is great right now our marriage is awesome god has done some amazing things god is continuing to do some amazing things we are not perfect by any stretch of imagination uh but we are definitely uh heading in the right track and i think it's just because we're both growing closer to jesus yeah. with this walk we've uh, this change in life that's over the past couple of years we're both just growing closer to jesus and in that we're growing closer to each other mm-hmm. so it's been an amazing time man so I just got a quick question. In that time, like, was there somebody that you were um, working with? Like, was did you have another godly man in your life that you were going to 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 pour things out and you know get that guidance? Mm-hmm. Was there was there that person in your life, or was it kind of just you know? So when I very first got saved, my boss was a Christian. And so I was able to, to talk with him and communicate with him. Uh, but Pastor Jack was, was my main go-to guy. I remember the highlight of my week every week for months was to come in on Tuesday afternoon after I got off work and just talk with Pastor Jack and just talk about the new way I saw life. I remember it was like, again, like someone took the blinders off. And I was like, I was seeing like a whole different world and experiencing different things and being able to bounce those things off of Pastor Jack. And he was the one who, who uh, kind of mentored me when I, was, when I first got saved. I think like, cause that's one thing that we've been talking a lot about lately is like how men mm-hmm. need to have another man or a group, you know, the Timothy Paul situation. Um, what, it, how do we get to that? And, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, you're a, you're a great guy to go see Pastor Jack every week. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he beats you up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he beats me up like the one time he sees me a week, and it's only for a few minutes. So, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, like I think that is something that's super important. And, it's so um, important. I want to hear more about, like, let's get to the ministry, bro. Like, how'd that go? Like, Yeah, man, you know. I think everybody on the outside of ministry looking in has this misconception that, oh my gosh, you work at a church. Everybody there is just perfect and like life's got to be so good. Like, oh my gosh, like you guys must be like do nothing but pray all day and love each other. And then you get in and it's like, this is the same as the construction business. (laughs) Yeah, that's where you can hit that button right there. So I definitely had a misconception coming in and uh, I got in here and again, I had a lot going on in my personal heart with cleaning toilets and this whole entire idea of like, I just left the company. Again, I'm not trying to sound prideful. Maybe I am saying prideful. But I left this company as being the boss. Now I'm over here picking up at the people in the bathroom. And I had, I struggled. I struggled bad. And then on top of that, uh, I was stepping into a whole new field where I had filled in and taught for uh, Pastor Dwight, the old youth group pastor for a while. But now that weight was on me to fill in and teach every day or every week, I should say. And um, it was a tremendous weight. Just for me personally, the, I think the way I'm wired, I get uh, very, very extremely nervous before I teach. Even to this day, even before this podcast, I get super, super nervous. So that was rough. And so at first, it was a rough, rough season. I didn't really think I was going to make it. I seriously thought I had made a mistake. I was like, and I need to try to get out. But you know, again, looking back at it, the grace of God and just the Holy Spirit and just showing up, just showing up and looking at how far God has grown me and with the things he's done in my life, it's just been, it's been a wild, wild ride, man. But it was hard at first, for sure. It was hard and difficult. So how about getting that call to go be the senior pastor, right? Like that's, that's where it, it went. 
right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's where it went. So I was here at Cavishire Vista for probably, I don't know, man, it was eight years, maybe? I don't know, a long time. It was, it was around there, man. So I had gotten, again, for the way I'm wired, being super nervous and full of anxiety, uh, I had gotten into a comfort place. You know, I, I got, okay, like I felt comfortable with my kids. I could be myself with my kids. I could teach my kids. I could just be real with my kids and not have them feel like I'm being judged or that they think this guy's an idiot or whatever. So I had gotten comfortable. And I think I had kind of grown lax a little bit. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I kind of got into a groove where I wasn't really pushing myself as much as I could. And uh, I remember getting that call. Actually, at first, it was Pastor Pat called me into his office one day after we were all hanging out in, in Pastor Jack's office. And he just uh, said, hey, I want you to pray about something. That there's going to make me an opening happening up in uh, Bisbee. And I just want to see if you'd be interested in taking it. I was like, no. <laughs> no. No, I'm good. I got a good life. Uh, but no, I, I mean, obviously, I was kind of like, wow, what an opportunity. To even be considered or to be thought of for that position was uh, – it was it was an honor for sure. It was an honor. So I I, I prayed about it and I did feel God was calling me because I remember I had filled in in Bisbee a couple times before, and I remember walking out of that place thinking, you know what? I would love to teach these people. I would love to be a pastor here. I love everything about this church. I love the people. They're 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 Bisbee, so they're a little bit different, but they're awesome. They're loving. They're kind. I love this building. I thought it was cool. Uh, not so much now, <laughs> but uh, I loved it. And I had a feeling that I would love to teach at this place. And then to look back at it now, that was God. I know it was God putting that seed in my heart, playing that seed, preparing me for when Pastor Pat called me in his office and said, hey, pray about this. And then I got a call from the pastor at the time who was down there in Bisbee. Uh, and he asked me, hey, let, let's start this process. And so we started the process and, and it's a whole long process. I don't want to get into all that, but uh yeah, ended up being that they uh, they did ask me to take over, and uh, it's crazy. It is nuts to look back at cleaning toilets and wanting to get out and looking at what God has done now, and it's just like, man, like, for sure. Uh, it's insane. It's insane. It's awesome. It just shows the glory of our God, for sure. It's the power of our God, because I know for a fact how I'm wired, who I am. There's no way. There is mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. way I should be where I'm at, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, it, you know, it's that obedience, dude. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, and you see it in those small steps, like even just starting off where it's like, hey, you know what? I need to, I need to surrender to the Lord and, and throw all this stuff away. You know what I mean? And there you go. It's like, I got to throw my pride away. You know what I mean? And I need to, I need to, I need to die to myself in order for God to take me where He wants to yeah. take me. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, do you feel like you were ready? You know, because you, no. you think like, okay, so he called me, you know, like, you know, you're, you got chosen to be the lead pastor down there because you were ready? Like mm-hmm. that, you think that's what it is? Do you think it's like... You know, I don't know what was going through their head. Obviously, I think God has something to do with it. I never felt close to ready. I still don't feel ready. <laughs> I never, I, did, I didn't really even feel ready to even help out in the youth group mm-hmm. all those years ago. I never felt ready to take over a youth group. I never felt ready. Uh, again, I don't know if it's just the way I'm wired or what it is, but I have a, a, a real insecure about uh, about trying to do that. I don't feel like I am good at it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't feel like uh, uh, I have been gifted to do it. But then if I look at what God has done through the years, obviously, if God didn't want me doing these things, I wouldn't be doing these things. Yep. And he's had plenty of time to get me out of here. 
Like if I wasn't supposed to be here at Calvary Service, I don't think I would have been here for eight years. Uh, he's had a couple of years now. If I, if I wasn't supposed to be in Bisbee, I think I wouldn't be in Bisbee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would, I would love to encourage your people. I, I know exactly that feeling of, I'm not good enough, dude, mm-hmm. and I can't do this, so I'm just going to quit. Or maybe even, I know what I struggle with big time is just that, that fear of failure. Like, I'm not going to do this because I don't want to look a certain way in front, in front of people. Or I don't want people to think I am not good enough. They have a perception of me. And as long as I don't step out and try anything, they don't know any better. So I can keep up this facade, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Uh, I just encourage you to just walk forward. Continue to take those steps of faith and just watch, just watch what God does. Mm-hmm. Just watch how he works in your life. Um, I love that story. Was it a Gideon mm-hmm. who, how did, how did God see him? you're a mighty man of God. And he's like, you're talking to me for sure. And I think that's a little bit of all of us yeah. for sure. A little bit of all of us in there. Like you want me to do what? And God's like, just trust me. Mm-hmm. Just, trust me. just take that step. Well, and that's how we know it's him. You know what I mean? Cause if, if, you know, if Gideon's like, well, it's about time you showed up, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've been waiting for this and it's, it wouldn't have been the Lord. It would have been, yeah. you know, most, more so it would have been Gideon, yeah. you know? And I think that's important because you know, how many times, do we, you know, and especially like you were saying, you know, like people, oh, you, you see people with the title of pastor, you see them, people with the title of whatever, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, well, they got it all together. And that's why they're in the position that they're in, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, it's, it's not, no. you know what I mean? And it's like, um, you know, God doesn't call the equip, right? He equips the called, yeah. you know, and, and gets you to the point where it's like, hey, you're not ready. Yeah, look at the story. I mean, the Bible's full of it, right? Yeah. Abraham and and David and everything else. It's like they weren't ready for all those things. Moses, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you're going to be this person and this is what I'm going to bring you to. But look, we're going to go through these yeah. steps in order to get that out yeah. of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and mold you and shape you. And guess what? There's going to be bumps and bruises and all kinds of crazy stuff along the way, you know, in order to get you there, but you have to give into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think if we could change our perspective on the way we go through some of those tough things, like looking back at it now, like I, again, God got me where he wants me to be, but I wish I had the perspective now that I had back then when I was cleaning toilets Mm -hmm. and I could have reminded myself, no, 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 this is God preparing you for something else, getting you, getting you ready. I, I wish I would have had that perspective back then. Uh, so maybe for some of the people listening, if, if you're going through something now, whatever, just always remember, you know, this is God preparing you for something else. You know, he has something else planned for you, and, you know, so just look at it that way and try to get the most out of it. Uh, instead of having an attitude like I had, like, this is horrible. I got to get out of here and uh, have a different attitude at it and look at it as if God preparing you. I think I'm like in awe just sitting here listening to you two talk. Like, I'm just like, man, like, uh, like, and the biggest thing I'm getting right now is obedience. Like it comes down to obedience, like getting rid of the phone that you have and not bringing back contacts. So you don't have somebody like any way of being contacted, you know, going, uh, yeah. Okay. I'll clean toilets. I don't want to, but I'll clean it. Like whatever the case is that like, uh, man, I think Pastor Jack said it in school of ministry was like, if you want to do great things, you're going to have to do drastic things. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to get away from the sin in your life, you have to take those drastic steps to be like, nope, I'm not doing it. I mean, set those boundaries, set those, those, uh, build those walls, whatever mm-hmm. the case is that you have to do. Yeah get that sin out of your life and, sure. and then to be obedient to what he's calling you to do, what God is saying, putting on, I, I think, 
Um, and I'm, I know I'm guilty of it. I, I've talked with you, Bobby, about it where I'm like, well, I think I'm kind of over-spiritualizing things right now where maybe it's not God talking to me. I'm, I don't know. You know, we have these conversations where it's like, no, God's stirring something in us and we just have to listen and be obedient and take those steps. And um I'm sitting here just like in awe of like your story. <laughs> no, <laughs> I you mean, know, like uh, it's obviously, and I would want the focus to be totally is, is God. And like when God calls us to cut those things out of our life, we need to remember he's always going to give us the power and the desire to do it. You know, we're told in scripture. I'm not sure. I know we talk about getting references. I'm sorry. We're looking <laughs> up the references. I don't have the reference. But we're told God will give us the power and the desire to do the things that please Him. And so those things that we need to cut out of, out of our life, whatever it might be, God has given you the power and desire, but you need to take that and you need to act upon it. You need to remember that. Like, no matter how hard it might be, whatever, if it's a contact or whether it's uh, going to a certain place, you have the power in you through the Holy Spirit, obviously not in yourself, through the Holy Spirit, to cut that out of your life. You just have to act on it. And God will do the rest. Right. And I think one of the biggest things that I picked up on was when you do that, then you also have to replace it yeah. with something else. And um, I think that was uh, with one of my battles with pornography. It was, you know, I the same time every day I had my phone in my hand and it was like, oh, well, let's do what I always do. Mm-hmm. And I replaced that with scripture and reading the Bible. And then it was like, okay, well, now I'm getting through it a little bit quicker than I want to. So let me add another devotional to it, whatever the case may may be. Sorry. (laughs) But um, that's what, like, you have to replace it because you're going to have that void and then you're just going to sit there and you're going to more than likely because you're not relying on that power that that you get through Jesus and Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, you're just going to be like, all right, let me go back. Yeah. I was I was okay yesterday, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 you know, I know. I remember even you bringing it up years ago. You know, where it's like Daniel purposes it in his heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you look at Daniel. You know, and it's like what set Daniel aside from you know all the other Israelites that went there. You know, him in that small group of people, and and over and over in Daniel chapter one, it said it talks about you know and Daniel purpose in his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and that's got to be the focus. It's like, look, you know, like, look at, you know, I'm sure God has brought me through this, you know what I mean? And he's given you that, those things that you can hang on to. Like, mm-hmm. man, he's gotten me over the sedation. He's brought me and my wife together at the mm-hmm. point that it should have never happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the fact that we're, we're able to live this life, you know what I mean? And, and what I'm going to, I'm going to stop because yeah. we get into an argument or I'm going to fall short just because of, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, you got to purpose that in your heart because, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, you know, our, our desires, you know what I mean? The spirit is willing, mm-hmm. right? But the, the flesh is weak. The flesh is going to give it into, mm-hmm. give into it. You know what I mean? And if you don't have those things and you're not like fully prepared for it, you're going to give in to those desires. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And that's why, and, and if anything else, that's why you have to put up those boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Cause then it's like, Hey, in those moments of weakness, if I have those things available, mm-hmm. I probably will fall into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I don't have those things available in my moments of weakness, well, then what do I have? You know what I mean? Well, I don't have that. So guess what? It gives me, it, it buys me some time. So I'm more like, all right, you know what, Lord, you know, help my attitude, help my, help my, you know, like help me, help me break from this desire that I, that I have right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's, I'm a, we're going to go a little off topic now. This is going to be, this is going to be the fun time. (laughs) If what, um, what podcast or, or books or things do you turn to 
to to build your own relationship. <laughs> the ones Bobby sends me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> Uh, no, obviously, uh, I have, I've, I read some books. I am not the biggest podcaster. I listen to this podcast, but that's about it. And listen to the other one that we talk about. Uh, uh, I don't really listen to podcasts too much. Uh, I do do some reading, um, nothing super. Uh, I've read some of the, the good books, but I, I really don't, uh, I don't know if I sound weird, but I just, I study the Bible. I mean, that's my, that's my job. That's my job. Right. So I get to study the Bible. So I'm in the word a lot for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that commentaries. Who's your favorite commentary? I probably shouldn't say on air. <laughs> no, I do. Oh, we'll like, talk after. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> give us like, give us a couple, so you don't have to say your favorite. No, you like, know, like, uh, obviously David Guzik is good. Uh, Chuck Swindoll, I just got onto him recently. It, it's a different commentary, but it, it is 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 good. It's good. Obviously, you got MacArthur. Uh, he's I like leaving him. Sometimes you get a little too deep in the woods, but I mean, it, he's he's good. So there's a couple. All right. What do you got, Bobby? Warren Worthy's my go-to man. Yeah, you know, I know. Just short and sweet, and like, <laughs> like right there at the. You Bobby know. goes. Bobby goes. Hey, Steve, can you, can you teach this week? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. And I'm like, I'll, I'll teach on this. And he's like, Here, you'll find it in this book. And it's like huge. And I'm like, Thanks, yeah. Bobby. <laughs> Let me go hide this somewhere. I hold on to it for like six months. He's like, Can I get that book back? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I've been reading through it. So. <laughs> you'll find some notes in there oh, eventually. Um, Anybody else? Uh, Warren Worsby and then who else? John Stott. Mm. John Stott. Yeah. I mm. like John Stott. And then, um, what's, uh, is it the Bible? What's that blue? It's that blue commentary that I have. It's like Bible knowledge commentary. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's like short and Zuck. sweet. Zuck. I think it is. is yeah. It I got that one. Yeah. It's like easy, man. Cause it's just like, yeah. you know I mean? Like yeah. just like you break the, that like verse down like real, real fast mm-hmm. and stuff. Those are the ones that, I, those are my go-to. Those are the ones that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for everybody who's listening, like if you don't know what a commentary is, it's where other great thinkers, guys with big brains, tell you what the Bible means, essentially. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, I love Blue Letter Bible because I can go through there and like my the first one I always click on is Guzik. And then um, just depending on... Uh, when I'm, Because usually I'm like in a specific verse that I want to understand. So if I see one that's like all of the book of John. I'm like, nope, I'm not scrolling forever. <laughs> like, one that's, that's got it at least broken down by chapter. Um, but get, I, I go to Guzik a lot. So, yeah. um, what else, what, what else can we do? You got, what's your words of wisdom for us? Oh I man. Mean, like, you know, honestly, just go to Jesus, everything, everything, everything you need in life, everything you want in life, everything you desire in life is found in the gospel and it's found in Jesus and uh, never forget that and never lose sight of that and process everything in your life through that lens and you'll be blown away at what a difference it makes in your life. Um, the things you think bring you happiness and satisfaction in this world or whatever it might be, even if it's a good thing, it really is never going to truly satisfy you and it's just going to let you down, but you will never be disappointed in Jesus. Uh, and I, I have known that for my Christ, my whole entire Christian walk, but just these past couple of years with going through some stuff at our church it has been just uh, hammered again afresh in my heart and the, the fruit that is brought in my life personally and in my ministry and in my marriage and the way I'm able to see things now is just uh, amazing. So I would encourage everybody, no matter what you're struggling with, whether it's addiction, whether it's insecurity, uh, whether it's fear, uh, anxiety, uh, 
you need to get to Jesus for sure. What about uh, uh, fellowship? So the other day we got, Steve and I ended up, we were here at the church and then started talking to some guy that was uh, that was here. And then we ended up going to coffee and just talking and stuff like that. And, you know, he was talking about how he just, he's just been isolating. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. like, dude, this is like, I haven't got together with a group of guys and I can't tell you when, you know what I mean? And then just being, I mean, like even just being at this table, you know what I mean? And then just hearing from each other and, and talking, you know what I mean? It's like so beneficial. What do you recommend for, for people to do in order to like, get plugged in like how do you how do you trust people how do you mm. you know what i mean how do you how do you go about just building good relationships mm. well i think the way we did it you know we we started serving together where i started criticizing you just yeah. you, know, you want an ambulance <laughs> oh, in the world is this dude this ain't gonna work out man <laughs> no i think the way we we just hung out and we and we served together yeah serving together is huge we served together is huge man and i know at every church depending on what church you go to there's not an opportunity to do that so then you just need to be intentional you go to a smaller church with that doesn't have an opportunity to do that uh just be intentional mm-hmm. make time you need to make time for sure i can't begin to explain to you the difference this man's made in my life for sure. And I'm sure you've experienced some of the same things in my life. I don't know. God is good. God is sovereign. And if it wasn't Bobby, somebody else would have spoken in my life. Uh, but the relationships in your life are so important. And we're not created to do this life alone, for sure. We're not created to do this mm-hmm. life alone. And God has men or women in your life who will come alongside you and will build you up and will speak literally God's words into your life mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you need to make it happen, whether it's through serving, whether it's through just going out for a cup of coffee, whatever it might be, but you need to be intentional about it and you, you need to search it out and it takes time. Don't rush it. Uh, make sure you know the person before you start really, you know, load, unloading on the person. Um, but make it happen. Make it happen. Find somebody. God has somebody out there for you uh, to do life. Do you with, think that's sure. been big in your Christian walk? Oh, dude, I can't even begin to tell you, bro. I mean, I, I, I have told you before. Uh, it's been enormous in my Christian walk. Mm-hmm. There are there are certain times, even recently, where I would quit. <laughs> Let's just be real. I would have quit for real if it wasn't for you saying something to me. You know, honestly, for sure. No. Uh, and everybody needs that in their life. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you, I remember one time when me and Deanna were going through things and you're, you just, you're like, bro, you know what to do. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear that. You're like, oh, you got to take responsibility. Take extreme. I'm like, yeah. don't just stop. Well, you dude, know? it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Of I mean, course it is. Dude, like you're, you're my best friend, dude. And it is hard to be real with them. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be real with them because Let's just be real. Like, we have a relationship. I don't want to damage a relationship. What if he takes the wrong way? Or what if he doesn't? You sure. know what I'm saying? So, like, but what's the higher good? What's the higher good? Is it in that situation? Was it your marriage? Or was it me thinking you think I'm cool? Or whatever it might oh, yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know what sure. I'm saying, dude? Sure. So, you need to weigh it and see it that way. No. Well, and the same thing, too, when it's, you know what I mean? Like, in our friendships, God's supposed to be, just like in a marriage, right? God's supposed to be at the center of it. Yeah. And for you to not, you know, tell me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and tell me like, hey, dude, you know what you need to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that, like, go ahead, open that book up right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. this, this is a book that we're all centered on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, you need to do what that says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, dude, you're honoring the Lord in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you said, yeah, forget about what my opinion is on you and everything mm-hmm. else. It's like, hey, dude, as a, as a friend, as as yeah. my brother, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that is your responsibility. Absolutely. That's supposed to be all of our responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talked earlier about having honey in the beard. Like <laughs> what kind of friend would you have if he'd let you, let you walk around with the honey in your beard forever? Oh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same. It's the same. That's a silly example, but it's the same exact thing. Yeah. It's the same yeah. exact thing. What kind of friend would we be to each other if you saw some kind of glaring issue in my life and didn't tell me about it? 
something I'm blinded to, what kind of a, a friend would that be? You yeah. know? And if they are a good friend, if they're truly a good friend, they're going to, after they, they might initially receive it the wrong way, but then they're going to be grateful. They're yeah. going to be grateful. I can't tell you how grateful I am for the times you told me the same thing, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, man. For it's sure. that whole iron sharpens iron. Yeah, but it hurts, right? <laughs> things, are getting, things are getting cut when that happens. <laughs> and it's, it's hard. It's hard, but it's so important. So important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of beards, I'm really disappointed that you you trimmed yours. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, Pastor Ryan, thanks for coming. Like, I think this has um, been one of my favorite episodes so mm-hmm. far. Like, I mean, I just sat here quiet the, most of the time, like back and forth, <laughs> like watching you guys. But um, I think that it's um, super encouraging to hear when like what people go through and. Um, we talked about it before we started recording. Like I'm sitting across from two pastors right now. It's a title, right? Like, and I I know both of you are like, don't call me pastor Bobby. Don't call me pastor Ryan, but um, it's a title. And so many of our listeners we've heard from, from most of them or not most of them, but a lot of them saying like, it's great to hear from people who have the titles that they do struggle. They do go through things and it's encouraging to know like, Hey, I'm, I've, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I'm going through all this stuff, but I can get there too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I think it's, it's been an awesome episode mm-hmm. and I usually pray us out, but I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you to pray us out yeah. as our guest. No, for sure. And, Absolutely. And I just want to thank you guys again for having me on for sure, man. No, dude, thanks uh, for coming on. No, and I want to encourage you guys to keep up the good work for sure. Keep it up, man. For sure. Don't let, uh, you know, anytime we serve the Lord, we're going to have pushback and enemy and doubts and, sure. you know, don't let those creep in. You guys are doing an amazing work for the Lord. Keep it up. Stay focused for sure. Thanks, dude. Hey, real quick, if there's anybody that is listening and wants to hear uh, the teachings or get plugged in to listen to Calvary Bisbee or anything that's going on, how can they get a hold of you or uh, see have, what's going on? We have a website. You can find the teachings on there, calvarybisbee.com, and you can just find the, the, everything on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got social media? Yeah, we do have social, social media. Yeah. Well, uh, we're on Facebook, I think. Um, I don't. I think the teachings go on Facebook. Okay. And so if they want to find them there, they can find them on there. Calvary Bisbee. Yeah, Calvary Bisbee. Calvary Bisbee. Calvary Bisbee. When is your service time? So if anybody's ever in Bisbee. Oh, we meet at 10 o'clock and currently we are in the basement of the convention center. Okay. Yeah. 10 o'clock on what day? On Sunday. Okay. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, check <laughs> it out. So, if you guys are in Bisbee on a on a weekend, especially on a Sunday, go go down to in the convention center and it's downstairs. Yeah. So Calvary Bisbee and uh, man, it's awesome. Yeah. I know getting to teach and just seeing that that uh, the spirit of the people that are there, dude. Just it, it is awesome. It's yeah. awesome and sweet, and it's just yeah. it feels like a like a close community of people mm. that are there, dude. It's mm. awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, I yeah, do for sure. Yeah. All right, shall we pray? Yeah, yeah. pray, so, dude. All right, Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, and. Uh, Father, first off, thank you for who you are, Lord. Thank you for your love, uh, your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness, Father. Uh, Thank you so much that we have life and we have that life in you. Uh, Father, I thank you for uh, just the way you have demonstrated your love in our lives, the way you have brought us out from the depths, Lord, and from despair, from uh, fear, and from all those things that we go through, Father, you have brought us out. Uh, through the power of your spirit and through the, the power of your son. And we're just grateful. We're grateful to be able to call you Father. Uh, we're grateful to know that when this life is done, we will be with you forever, Father. 
Lord, I, I lift up Bobby and Steve. I thank you so much for these men, Lord. I thank you for the, the work that they are doing. I thank you for the calling you have placed upon their lives. I thank you for their faith to rise up and meet that calling. And Lord, I pray for this podcast, Lord, uh, that you would just use this mightily in people's lives, Lord, that you would help people break through whatever it might be, Father. Uh, uh, show them, Lord, how awesome and amazing you are. Father, I lift up Bobby and Steve to you that you would continue to strengthen them. You'd continue to be with them, uh, protect them, Lord. Anytime we step out, we have uh, some resistance from the enemy, Lord. So I'm sure they have some resistance going on in their life, Father. So please protect them, Lord, and remind them to stay focused on you, Father. So continue to bless this podcast. And Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way and use us. We love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For all of you who stuck around, as promised, here's our bloopers from this episode. When you guys, are you guys ready? Is this thing recording? <laughs> I don't know. Do I know? Do I know? He's the same way, dude. When I first started, yeah. are you sure? Are you <laughs> no? The church when we do that with the online streaming during COVID, are you sure it's recording? <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, it's recording. And then we the time we were doing it on an iPhone, and the memory got full in the middle of the recording, so it didn't. Uh, How's your memory? It's good. No, it's good. I know it's good. Which one was it? No, not that one. (laughs) 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 We haven't used those in a while. Yeah. Now back to you. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, Bobby. No, remember when you were trying that and everything got all messed up? <laughs> I think that's when the right error ended up started happening. I was like, hey, it's I don't think you should do it. Okay. This bid recording, we got we got three minutes and 45 seconds of bloopers now. <laughs> <laughs> we save all the bloopers, by the way. We haven't, we haven't posted them. Oh, yeah. Released released on the episode. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Give me, give me my clap, Bobby. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited... Fortitude podcast. Man, I almost messed up right off the bat. Here we go. We're here with Pastor Ryan. We're going to be doing an interview today. Um, but it's been a pretty crazy week. Why is it always so crazy, dude? I don't know. Like, I think I, we do have to have an intervention. That's what one thing everybody says. Like, I, I'm all, like, I always feel like when we get to this podcast that I'm like, man, what a week. And then I don't ever talk about what I've gone through, but... There's this guy named Jesus. He'll come into your life and he won't make things so crazy for you. <laughs> He'll help me out. He'll be my He'll rock. Yeah. He'll be my rock. I don't know. Something like that. So I brought Pastor Ryan in so we could have an intervention with you, I guess, is what we're trying to say. Man, are we about to, we're about to stop recording right now. <laughs> Man. Bro, people love the podcast because you are you and you're, you're yourself. So just be yourself, dude. Man. All right. Here we go. Like, I got sweat under my watch now. I don't think you turned it. Did you turn it up? Like, <laughs> we're not going to have an intervention. We're going to go into an interrogation. Yeah, yeah, is that what this go. is? You guys going to waterboard me? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm waiting on. <laughs> All right, let me put on my game face.